Hi, my name is Ganesha Anwani and I'm 17 years old and from Barcelona. I welcome you back once again to A Bite Into Life, a podcast for the educational community. Today's episode will be narrated by Mercedes Cavalle and she will talk to us about how to reach your best emotional state to communicate. Thank you very much for being with us. How to get your best emotional state to communicate? Are you aware of how your emotional state influences your communication? Have you ever wondered what is the ideal state to communicate? Welcome back to this episode of the Bite into Life, in which I will tell you about the relationship between emotions and communication, what great communicators do, the reasons why a message leaves someone indifferent and another person angry, and what causes some people to develop their full potential while others waste it. Finally, we will see how to handle those situations that generate emotional reactions that do not help you in your communication. The most amazing scientific discoveries show that when we change the way we think and develop new habits, that effort creates physical changes in our brain. Over the last few months, I've been sharing with you some tools to achieve good communication, and today I'm here to talk to you about a very important ingredient, your emotional state. And you may ask yourself, What does my emotional state have to do with good communication? We all have listened to great speakers, enthusiastic, with energy, entertaining, and others, monotonous, with little energy, and with a verbal language that confuses us sometimes. Who do you think communicates best? A tired, stressed, disappointed person? Or someone who loves their job and is calm? and balanced. And how is this achieved? The people who come to me need help to make decisions, to solve their blocks, their conflicts, that when they remain over time, even lead to stress or anxiety. They seek to enjoy calmer, more balance in their personal and or professional lives. And when I work with them, they discover what these emotional states are due to, what causes them and how to change them they receive the help they need to put their lives in order and take the reins again towards feeling excited, motivated and balanced. As parents, teachers or leaders, we can decide to be responsible for our emotional state to communicate and teach better. And this is the journey that we have traveled together in recent months. The more aware you are of how you perceive the information that comes to you, and how you handle and express it, the more capacity you will have to communicate efficiently. If you're also able to recognize how those around you perceive information, something we already saw in episode 8, it will be much easier for you. This is what I was referring to in that episode when I spoke of detaching yourself from your map in order to explore other people's map, or, as one of the founders of NLP said, Frank Puslik, The world is out of your head. That is, stop dwelling on your own thoughts and get out there exploring the heads and maps of others, putting yours aside for true active listening. He also points out that great communicators spend a lot of time outside their heads and not inside them. Ask yourself what other people understand when they hear your words, how they receive them, and why reactions are triggered in you or in them 
that hinder fluid and productive communication. In one context or another, this is ultimately the goal, that the message reaches the receiver in the cleanest way possible, free of unnecessary judgment, labels and reactions. When we are little, we are unconsciously listening to the beliefs of those closest to us. And when we are adults, there are conflicts with those beliefs that we're not aware of, leading to anger or conflict sometimes. The same message can annoy someone and leave another person indifferent. And why is that? Because no two maps are the same, no two people are the same, because emotions create reactions in our body, in our brain, and yet nobody teaches us to ask ourselves why, what is the message they convey, and what they are there for. We're learning, hopefully, from discussion to discussion or from conflict to conflict. It is true that some words, attitudes, people or situations make us react in a certain way. And know that I have not said that these situations produce that reaction in us, because if we adopt the role of recipients or victims, it seems that we cannot do anything about them. And that is far from the truth. Goodbye to that phrase or that sentence that is heard as an excuse for an adverse reaction. This is how I am and I cannot change now. Or this is how some people are. Those are no longer excuses after hearing this episode. You're not just your genetics and your behavior. You're much more than that. And it's true that after a few decades, we have embedded a series of emotional triggers in us that carry their corresponding series of reactions. To get that trigger to reduce the impact, it is necessary to know why is it produced with what value or belief of ours it conflicts. And then analyze if that value or belief is truly ours or we have been adding it to our lives unconsciously. It is then time to choose to keep them or change them for others that help us in our personal and professional environment. And what makes some people get what they want and enjoy great well-being in their lives while others easily block, mistreat themselves or judge themselves and waste all that potential. The former know what they want and where they're going and they establish a plan to achieve it. They frequently review their personal and professional trajectory so as to not deviate from the past set. They're aware of their emotions and have learned to deal with them and of course the way they're told. They enjoy emotional agility, which allows them not to lose energy by getting hooked on unproductive emotions. And finally, they are aware of the importance of the emotional state in each context and know how to change it for their benefit. By following the life of great athletes or great leaders, many of those points are met. Not surprisingly, the discipline of coaching was born in relation to sports, specifically tennis and later spread to other fields. In that sport, one depends exclusively on oneself, and that is why focus and mental preparation are so important. And how does this information help you to exercise conscious communication in your personal or professional life? If you're talking to your teenager, son or daughter, and a trigger comes up, 
breathe to leave space between the stimulus and the reaction, as we've said in previous episodes, um, episode four. And remember, when he or she were a baby or all those moments that you have enjoyed together and listen, the reaction will be different. And if that happens to you with a student or a colleague, breathe anyway and remember those funny comments he has made or she has made in the past, the look of curiosity when you have addressed him or her, or anchor yourself in another student with whom you went through the same process and then directed his learning. And I know sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds. The important thing is not to blame yourself and learn to do it better the next time. And then think about how those situations are related to your own beliefs and values. The conflict occurs precisely on the border of both your own and the other person's. We have already tried different ways to modify that reaction for your own benefit and that of the listener so that a communication takes place in which both of you win. And so you can decide which memories are going to handle your present map and decide well, because those same memories and how you tell them to yourself will determine your emotional state. You're not a victim of your memories unless you choose to be. And for this, as a mentor and coach, I work so that this change in patterns takes place, creating new neural pathways towards that which does lead to joy, calm and balance. And what happens if you're not aware of your reactions and your emotions, that you transfer them in your communication, even if you're not aware of it, sometimes in your nonverbal language? And you will repeat patterns if you don't change them, reactions, emotions, without knowing why and how to do it. Children up to 9 or 10 years old are dedicated to seeing, imitating and doing. From that age, they listen and try to understand. Later, they accept the family pattern or rebel against it to separate from their parents and find their own identity. And at some point in life, they choose whether to let themselves be carried away by the fears and beliefs that they have been absorbing or to choose their own. Do you know what has been and how has been your process? Remember, how you think is how you live, and how you speak is a true reflection of how you think. And now that you know how your emotional state and your patterns influence your communication, what can you do to continue growing? In the same way that we train our bodies throughout life, we also train our mind and our emotions. In previous episodes, we have shared some tools for you to practice and train. And so, in the future, your triggers will be modified, some patterns will resist change, and you will meet different people. Thus, you can choose to grow with each of these opportunities or simply react and repeat patterns. It's your decision. Remember that at any age and at any time in your life, you can decide to change your reactions, your patterns, your map, and learn to listen actively and ask yourself again how you want to live from now on, how you want to exercise motherhood or parenting, teaching and leadership in your personal and professional life. Your emotional state will determine the way you do it. For my part, 
I want to thank you for being on the other side during all these months. I have wanted to contribute my bit to the educational world after years as a teacher and mentor. Now, it is time to focus on supporting those clients who need help with their communication or their leadership or need more clarity to make decisions and unblock situations that do not allow them to enjoy their work or their life and find a way to advance in their career to finally recover balance and feel excited again. I hope that these tools have helped you all these months to be more emotionally agile, to improve your communication and also your relationships. And if so, I thank you for sharing them to help even more people. Thank you for listening again to A Bite Into Life. Thank you.